Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. I know that poem about the starfish is so overrated. It's so overtold. Time after time, about the kid and the starfish and walking down the beach. And how can you get all the starfish? And it made a difference to that one. And when we come into business, it's even more like that. People are walking around, talking to us while we pick up starfish, telling us, you can't, you can't pay attention to the starfish. You can't get the starfish back in the sea. There's so much to catch. There's so much to do. There's so many castles to build, holes to dig. and You can't possibly rescue all the starfish and do everything else. And anyway, there are so many starfish. There's always another starfish. There's always more. There's always more to do. There's always more you could be better. That is the cacophony that we are surrounded by. And I do mean cacophony. When I first came into business, I came from parish ministry, which is a heck of a transition. Going from a business, a work, a calling that isn't supposed to be about business at all, where marketing is a bad word, where somehow people are supposed to magically appear on the doorstep and be dedicated, intrigued, engaged, where people are supposed to love it because of what it is, for its essence. Coming from that to a business where 90% of it is marketing. At least 90% of it is marketing. It could be more. At the beginning, it's all marketing. You barely have enough time or energy to create the product that you're trying to sell because you're too busy trying to sell people on it. But if you don't sell people on it, you won't have the resources that you need to create the thing. And if you can't create the thing that you need the resources to create, then you don't have a business at all. You've got to buy and sell and do everything all at once and stay up late nights coding or writing copy or developing that product that you're selling during the day when other people are awake. And and for what? Like, for why? Well, because you have an idea. You have an idea. You have a plan. You have a something. You have a something, a spark, and it won't let go. And maybe that spark is just that you want to sell a thing that'll make some money so that you can be wealthy, so you can take care of somebody, so you can... But a lot of times it's more than that. For most of us, it's more than that. For most of us, there's some element of, I want to run a business that's a good business. I want to be an honorable business person. I relate to Santa in Miracle of 34th Street. I want to be the person who's so strong and confident and well-off that I can send people down the street if what I have is not what they're looking for. 
that's how I want to be in business. And what I want to be offering people in this business is something that they actually need, not a widget that will gather dust, not a course that doesn't tell them anything they didn't already know. I want to, I want to bring them from here to somewhere else. I want to carry them on a journey. I want to accompany them. I want to transform them. I want to transform their life, even if it's just by having the perfect shower scrubber. Sometimes you need the perfect shower scrubber. Sometimes it's by bringing a whole new way of cooking into residential kitchens. Sometimes, sometimes it's by taking care of people one person at a time. Sometimes it's by figuring out how to take care of people more than one person at a time. Because taking care of one person at a time is actually not enough because there are too many people who need too much care and it's not their fault and it's, they're not doing anything wrong, but we got to get more care out to more people and we only have so many skilled and trained caregivers and so how are we going to give care on a larger scale? How are we going to reach more people? How are we going to give people more, the baseline tools that they need to get to the point where working one-on-one is actually a valuable experience or maybe working one-on-one is valuable, so valuable that we have to create a way for everybody to have that one-on-one witnessing experience. How are we going to do that? Solving for the unknown variable or set of variables is the lifeblood of a lot of entrepreneurship. Not all of it. Sometimes people are just building a better mousetrap, but sometimes, often, (laughs) We're here because we want the world to be a better place, and we're pretty sure, we're pretty sure that if we could do the thing and get people to understand why the thing is helpful and important, if we could do all of that, then they would have better lives. And it doesn't hurt that we would too, not only because we might make enough of a profit to pay our bills and go home and save some up and buy a house and a car and take care of our families, but also because our work will have meaning. Meaning making is one of those things that's gotten largely handed off from the religious world to the business world as more and more people spend more and more time at work. And so it matters why we do what we do, and it matters what we're doing. It matters what the end goal is. It matters what the impact is. All of it matters. And so why do we do this thing where we walk down the beach and everyone is telling us that we got to build more castles, we got to dig more holes, and we're building castles and we're digging holes and we're raking up various things out of the sand and looking at them and admiring them and maybe putting them back or maybe tucking them in the trash bag that we're carrying along with us, and we're throwing those starfish back in the water. We're throwing the starfish back in the water, and we don't see it as incidental. It's not like, oh, I'm here to dig holes, but also I will throw the starfish back. It's, I'm here to dig holes and throw starfish back. Of course, throwing starfish back is a metaphor, and and what we're doing depends on who we are and how our businesses are shaped and where we're positioned. We might be creating much better work environments. I hope we're all creating much better work environments than the standard average run-of-the-mill work environment. 
we're being more flexible, we're treating our employees like human beings. We care about our employees' kids for real, not just, you know, in a line and a form letter that goes out to everybody from the CEO once a year. We mean it. We really do want them to be happy and healthy and succeed. We want them to build wealth of their own. We want them, we want them to work in the way that works best for them. And that works out well for us too. It's good business. When your employees are happy and working in their zones of genius, it's good business. Because then you get the best work out of them and they're happy and so they stay. And so you don't have to onboard 11 million more people and you don't have to go through long interview processes. By the way, we do not need days and weeks of interviews for these jobs. We don't need that much. Let me just say, you're not going to learn more. You think you will, but you're not going to learn more. You're not going to prevent more mistakes by interviewing people seven, eight, ten times. You're not going to make things better. You're not going to make them happier by making them keep coming back and coming back and coming back and piling on the stress and the homework problems. It's not. No, no. This was never the norm before, and it's a waste of resources, a waste of time, a waste of energy. There are particular things you can look for, intensiveness and expansiveness that I talk about a lot. That's one of them. There are other things you can look for that are important, but you're not going to learn much more after the second or third interview. Enough is enough. In fact, I just saw an article about one organization that's paying people to interview. They pay the people $75 to come and be interviewed <laughs> because the time is valuable and the people are worth honoring. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. We're throwing the starfish back each in our own way. But we keep doing it even when everybody says, everybody says, that that's not how you run a good business. And the reason we keep doing it, the reason it's so important, is because it's not a side gig. Starfish are not a side gig. Starfish are integral to the beach. And so helping the starfish live is part of what we do. It is why we are here. We are as much here to build widgets or create personal transformation as we are here to save the starfish. We are here to throw starfish back in the water. And so nobody, nobody who says that that's not a thing you can do understands what we're doing. I used to have a little card on my desk that said, those that say it cannot be done should not interrupt the person doing it. My business is about starfish, but so is yours. Where are you throwing starfish? Back in the water. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. 
You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.